welcome to Life on the Brink, a lovely little place filled with inspiration and creativity that is dedicated to enjoying life one day at a time. I'm Anna, and together we're exploring the beautiful things in this world that fascinate us, and often discovering something new. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 28 of Life on the Brink. I hope you're doing well today. I, uh, I'm i in more of a chilled out kind of uh, attitude today. I have a little bit of a sore throat, so I've got, <laughs> of course, some tea. And this episode will be a little bit softer, I think. I'm um, wrapping up my school year at the preschool where I work, and <laughs> so I'm spending more hours than my usual work week um, singing with children very loudly. <laughs> and um, trying to rein in their energy, so my voice is going faster than usual. <laughs> but that's okay, because this can be a little relaxing uh, time for us both, I think. Today we've got uh, a really fun and hopefully um, idea-sparking episode, uh, if I can describe it as such, um, because we're talking about home decor. Um, I haven't talked too much about decor on this podcast. I did an episode about Christmas decor and all the stuff I was making, but we have talked about making our lives and our homes cozy as well. And um, since this is a podcast about embracing your everyday life and enjoying it to its fullest, it only makes sense that we should also talk about the space that you live in. And even though all the things that we'll talk about today are, I think, great ideas for anyone, They'll also be kind of um, centered around renting, perhaps um, less permanent things you can do to brighten up your space and make your home feel like home. Because whether you're like me and uh, are living in an apartment and renting and haven't yet uh, moved on to the homeowner stage of life, or maybe you're in a dorm room situation and I never lived in a dorm. I <laughs> lived at home while I went to school. So I don't know everything about what you can and can't do. And I'm sure it varies by school. But some of these things you could definitely apply for sure. Sometimes you're not really sure how long you're going to be in a space. And maybe you don't want to enter a full renovation schedule. Um, but still want to be able to make your home feel like your home. So I really like in my home. And Josh and I have kind of built it together, although he will tell you that um, the artistic and decorative vision of our home has been um, more so coming from me. <laughs> and I think that we've done a good job. Most of the people that we've had over anyway seem to uh, feel at home and like the space and what we've done with it because um, it's not very big. I asked Josh how big our apartment is, and he says that, according to the website, our apartment is 888 square feet. So, there you go. I don't know much about square footage. I know that it's two bedrooms and one bathroom. And for right now, it suits our needs just fine. But it's uh, a little bit of an older unit. Uh, it's not terribly modern in any way. It does have really nice hardwood floors, but not a ton of natural light. So, of course, every space is different, um, but I felt like our apartment, while it could easily stay very um, sort of utilitarian and 
cookie cutter. There's a lot of off white <laughs> everywhere. Everything's kind of not quite white, but not really beige. Um, or at least it was when we moved in, but <laughs> as we'll talk about, there are so many ways that you can make your home feel like your own and a place that you actually want to come home to and you're able to relax in. And I'll also be sharing some resources at the end of this episode where you can get even more um, renter-friendly decor ideas and, um, of course, uh, this week's Little Joy and a really um, sort of chilled out, relaxed collection of playlists, which I think we all need every now and then. So uh, go ahead and get your tea set up. I, like I said, I'm drinking a, a rather a large mug of tea today. It's uh, my favorite turmeric ginger tea that is um, very soothing, very nice. So snuggle up with your cup and let's dive into our topic. I think it's become really um, clear in the past year um, with everyone having to stay at home all the time, just how important it is to feel at home in your space. And everyone, no matter what you were spending your time doing, we had a lot of time at home. So it became so clear so easily that the vibe of your living space can really change your attitude, can adjust your focus, can make you feel safe um, or stressed. And now more than ever, I highly advocate for making a space your own. Um, before I moved into this apartment with Josh last summer, um, I was living at home and I had a small uh, room of my own. And even though I sort of redid it after my sister moved out, I only lived in that room for a year, but for that year, it was so worth it. I loved it. It was so me. And I think taking um, the creativity and the knowledge that I had earned during that time really helped to translate into this living space because I then had to sort of mesh my life with Josh's life and to let our home feel like ours, not just me, <laughs> um, so that it could still reflect the both of us and let both of us feel at home. And uh, I had a goal that by the end of 2020, this apartment would feel like a home because I knew it would take time. And I think that's something we always have to remember in this is that moving into a space uh, or revamping a space is not an instantaneous transformation. It's sort of ongoing. And um, I can gladly say that I think at least by fall of last year, it really felt like our place. And since then, it's only grown um, we've slowly been updating things here and there, and while I still rearrange things every now and then and I'm still adding and collecting, I would say that we've successfully transformed our little apartment into a place that's completely unique and perfect for us. So I'm just going to be sharing um, a few tips that I've picked up that I've personally found to be very, very helpful and there are things that make a bigger difference than you might think. The first tip I have is, of course, to utilize the power of paint. Josh and I have not painted in this apartment specifically. Um, we can. We would just have to paint it back when we were done. And we might still, although 
the color of the walls is pretty neutral and we're okay with it. We have done some other things that I'll talk about in a little bit, but I grew up in a very, very, very colorful household um, and can speak to the testament of uh, paint and just how impactful it is. My uh, my mom <laughs> chose the colors for their current house um, and There are four main colors, a terracotta orange, a warm yellow, a light green, and a deep indigo blue. And those four colors (laughs) would make up all the walls of the main parts of the house. You know, one wall will be orange and the next wall next to it will be yellow. And it's incredibly colorful. There are plants everywhere. There are paintings everywhere. There are swords on the wall. It's a very colorful, vibrant place. And... Everyone who steps into that house just absorbs that energy, I feel, you know, like it instantly shifts your mood. And while you definitely don't need to paint every wall or paint it lots of different colors, choosing a color for a room or for a wall or doing fun accents with pops of color here and there can so change the atmosphere of a room. It can help to make a space feel more open or cozier, warmer, the way that it reflects light. And then, of course, you know, if you have a favorite color, seeing that color and being near that color is bound to make you happy. So it's a simple thing, um, but sometimes I think people are intimidated by it when there's really no need to be. Like I said, most places I've found you can paint, you just have to paint it back sometimes when you're done or else just pay um, a fee or something. So that's my first tip. Um, and the second one is kind of in the same vein, which is to try some wallpaper, some removable wallpaper. Um, this is something that Josh and I did when we moved into this apartment. It's just all over the place. Now you can find wallpaper that is meant to come right off whenever you move out or you want to change it or whatever. And we, um, we have this really cool geometric gold line design that I think actually looks pretty art deco and we covered two main walls that were along uh, like a singular plane they're parallel to each other within our main living space and it just completely transforms the room it makes it look warmer it adds a really interesting pop of uh, a little bit of color but also of just visual interest and as long as you're able to, you know, dedicate a couple hours to putting it up, because it's it kind of has a learning curve, but you can find tutorials on YouTube all over the place of how to put it onto the wall. You can find pretty much every print imaginable at this point. And while it has the potential to get more expensive, I would recommend maybe just doing one wall like we did instead of feeling like you have to do an entire room. We also did walls that like had no windows or anything tricky. We just covered the plain ones and it has done so much. Uh, My third tip is to not undervalue window treatments. I always believe that curtains will make any room cozier. Even if you really enjoy your space and if you have blinds or a cool set of blinds or something, having something to frame that window will just make everything cozier. And I personally am not a fan of blinds, but I understand that sometimes you need to, like, you know, shield the light. So actually, something cool that 
I did in our bedroom in this apartment was I, I took out the original blinds and found on Facebook Marketplace someone was selling like a double window bamboo blind which sort of rolls down kind of like a scroll or something but it's this really nice bamboo that just makes the room feel a little warmer and so we have those blinds as well as some sheer curtains because like I said this apartment doesn't have a ton of natural light so if yours doesn't either I would recommend maybe having a set of opaque curtains but then also some sheer panels like in between that you can sort of cover the window with but still let light through it does a lot um, to make the room just feel more cozy and inviting uh, my fourth tip is to swap out lighting fixtures when you can um, and really to have fun with lighting um <laughs> i personally think that lamps rule and would definitely prefer lots of different lamps as opposed to any kind of recessed lighting um, because you can completely control the atmosphere of the room. The only rooms in our apartment currently that have light that's harsher than I would like would be um, the bathroom and mostly the kitchen because it's a very bright light in a fixture that's attached into the ceiling and I don't really have much of a choice with that, but the kitchen is pretty tucked away and needs quite a bit of light and I understand that. But the one pendant light that we had, we just took that out and I replaced it with, actually it was a chandelier that my grandmother was getting rid of. That's also gold. So it worked so nicely next to our gold wallpaper. I'll have um, some photos in the show notes because it's it's such a beautiful effect. And we have the old light fixture and we'll put it back when we leave. <laughs> But as long as you have, you know, it, it helps to do it as a team, someone to hold the fixture and someone to connect the wires. And it is really not um, a difficult swap at all, but it completely transformed the apartment. Um, I also have in one corner a swag lamp that my uncle, I have an uncle who like makes them and assembles them. And he gave me one a couple years ago and it just plugs into an outlet, but it's strung up into a corner and it really gives a very cool laid back um like one step removed from a lava lamp kind of cool and i just love the lighting in that space so don't be afraid to swap out pendant lights uh lighting fixtures and to add your own personal touch with lamps uh, my next idea is going to be very um unique to you and that's to make the most of your outdoor spaces so I've talked several times about our little garden and I have done absolutely everything that I can within the small garden bed that we have and I so enjoy it. But if you don't have access to a garden bed, maybe make the most of your balcony. Um, a lot of apartments these days will have balconies or a tiny little yard space or if you have absolutely no outdoor space to call your own, I would even count like a large window, a window seat. Um, I have a, a large um, papasan chair with a green cushion that sits by one of our front windows. And it's such a nice place to sit and read a book, um, especially when the weather's nice. I can open all the windows and let the breeze just go through the whole place. And it almost feels like a continuation, like there's no, the lines are blurred between the indoor and outdoor spaces. 
so if you have a large window, why not make it a little vignette, you know, a place that you can go to kind of like a cat, you know, (laughs) to just sort of bathe in the light and to get a little boost from the outdoor space, even if you can't go outside. If you do though, um, if you have a balcony, if you have a little garden or um, any kind of outdoor space, I would say to do the most you can. Have some seating out there, maybe a little table. Of course, I'm going to recommend some garden boxes or at least a a flower box here and there Um, because having a little dose of fresh air as part of your normal routine in a place that you love going to is so refreshing. And in the same vein, my next idea is to invite plants into your home. Um, There's plenty of studies that have been done. I'll be sure to link some in the show notes about the benefits of being near plants. And of course, we all know that um, being in nature, spending time in nature is uh, very relaxing. And you can get kind of the same effect by being near plants. And if you think, oh, well, I have a black thumb, I can assure you that there is definitely a plant out there for you. Hopefully in the future we'll have um, more episodes about houseplants in particular, but you don't have to go all in and be a whole scientist botanist to have a couple plants in your house. But they add so much life. Not only are they helping to filter the air for you, but inviting that little bit of life into your house really does make a difference. Plus a beautiful pop of color. There's a lot of green, but I also have plants that have red leaves or purple leaves. And there are some plants that you you literally can water them like once a month and forget about it. And <laughs> they just do their own thing. I think that plants was another hobby that really went big during the pandemic, but it's because they're so soothing and so calming and delightful. So I would look into it. If nothing else, um, especially if it's in a room that has no light, um, I'm not a fan of, of fake plants, but you can get some that are very realistic. Um, if you absolutely cannot keep a plant alive, still having a little bit of, um, of green will help liven up a space. Or you can go another route by adding like dried eucalyptus, drying some flowers and having them as a little bit of natural decor. Next, I just want to talk briefly about textiles, um, adding depth and a little bit of coziness with your rugs, pillows, and blankets. It was only maybe a month or two ago that I finally upgraded the rug in the living room because we had kind of a, it was left over from Josh's first apartment and it was a, a large sort of shag rug that was not beige, not gray, not really any particular kind of color. But, you know, it was better than nothing, but I didn't super love it. And just recently, we upgraded to, uh, not very expensive, I think I found it on Amazon, a rug, it was like nine by six feet of a beautiful, um, it's meant to look like a Turkish rug in its design, but it's got greens and blues and golds, and it just completely transforms that space. I also have lots of um, smaller rugs some of those woven rugs uh, in the kitchen, by the front door, and other places. Because even though I love hardwood floors, and even if you have carpet, adding a rug adds another layer of coziness, I think. Um, Same goes with your throws 
and blankets. Ever since Huga came to the United States, I think everyone is <laughs> putting throw blankets on every surface. And why not, you know? I like to be cozy on the couch, no matter what time of year it is. <laughs> and especially if you have pieces of furniture that are more neutral, you can bring in bits of color and you can even vary them up seasonally with blankets and you can play with texture, you know. You can have a throw that's like a very large knit or you can have something that's lighter and I think texture is something that can be easily overlooked when it comes to blankets and pillows but definitely adds a lot. I also like to switch up our pillows pretty seasonally just by buying different pillowcases <laughs> um, so that during the summer right now I have a lot of gold and white and then in the winter I add more red, a little bit of deep green just to help um, make the space richer. So don't be afraid of adding some interest through things that are less of an investment, you know. My next tip is um, simply to let the decor reflect you. Um, you and whoever's in the home with you. Because trends will come and go, as they always do. And while I think it's great to look around for inspiration either on Pinterest or doing a lap in Ikea, I also really like paying attention to houses in movies. If you find that like a particular home or living space in a movie or a show makes you feel comforted, maybe take a look at how it's set up. What are the colors? What are the things in it? Ultimately, let the home reflect you because you're the one who's got to live in it, you know? <laughs> So the space will probably adapt with you and will change a little bit over time. And that's okay. I'll also put into this category, I really think it's special to have photographs and pieces of art that are special to you. I know that if you look at, you know, curated homes online, very rarely are you going to find personal photographs, you know? There's a lot of artwork and gallery walls of paintings and prints and stuff like that. And I love those. But my favorite part of going to someone's home is looking at snapshots of their life through photos that they choose to display. So I'm still working on it um, at finding the best ways to display photos in our home. But I do have some really pretty ones from our wedding and different ones of our family that make our home completely unique so I would suggest not to shy away from that, even though it's not the trendy thing to do at the moment. <laughs> and finally, my last tip is don't be afraid to make this space a home. I think it's really easy to sort of think, oh, well, I'm only going to live here for a year or two. You know, this isn't our forever home. And then you end up not really making that space your own. But think about how much time you spend at home. It is like a sanctuary from the rest of the world, or it can be, it has the potential. And I would argue that having a place where you feel perfectly at home, at ease with yourself and your space is worth a little time investing in. If you think about like your favorite coffee shop, most likely you're not going there just because they have good coffee. I mean, that's a possibility, but probably there's something about the ambiance that you really like. Maybe you're able to work really well there, or maybe you're able to relax. Why not take some of those same principles into your home, where you wake up? If you work from home, creating an office space that inspires you and allows you to focus, 
or making a living space, making a bedroom space that allows you to relax and not clutter your mind. Like I said, before I moved in here with Josh, I had a space of my own really for only about a year, but I do not regret one bit the painting and the thrifting and the time and money I spent making that space my own because I would have those nice spring mornings with the open window, again, my little papasan chair right by there with the cup of tea on the windowsill, able to start my day in a place that felt like me. It's so rewarding. So I hope that one or two or all of these has helped to inspire you a little bit, even if you are well-established in a home of your own, um, so that maybe you can, I don't know, spruce it up a little bit, make it feel more like you, make your home even more inviting. And in case you'd like some more inspiration, I will be linking um, a few different places you can go to learn even more about rental decor inspiration. Um, there's a YouTuber named Alexandra Gator, I think is how you would say her last name. That's her whole thing. Also, uh, an episode of the A Beautiful Mess podcast. They're a fantastic blog and also a podcast. And they did an episode on decor inspiration for rentals. And there's also a book that I want to recommend by Medina Grillo? Grillo? Not sure. But it's called Home Sweet Rented Home, Transforming Your Home Without Losing Your Deposit. So <laughs> that's always nice. I feel like whenever my sisters are watching Judge Judy and I pass by, the only thing I always hear is, and the return of a security deposit. That's like always the thing. <laughs> People want to get their deposit back. Uh, well, that was extra. That has nothing to do with this episode. But I hope you're inspired. I hope you're having fun. I wish you all the best in your home. And I'll be right back with this week's Little Joy. This week's Little Joy is something that I didn't realize I was missing as much as I was. I went to the library and I don't know what it's been like where you live, but for most of 2020, you couldn't actually go into the public library in my city. You would have to um, basically order books, reserve books online, and then you could pick them up at your time slot. And um, that's just not the same for me. <laughs> not to mention the fact that since the beginning of 2021, I've really been diving headfirst into a new reading journey. And now the idea of walking amongst a sea of books actually feels comforting again instead of overwhelming. So I went by the library to drop off a book that Josh had taken out. We actually both read it in like the span of a week. It was very good. <laughs> and I went to return it and I thought, well, let me, let me look around. And it was just so lovely. And it brought back a lot of memories. I remember my mom taking me and my siblings to the library like once a week when I was a teenager and I was flying through books and I would just take a spot by one of the shelves and read through the summaries on the backs of books and look through all the jackets and this is before Goodreads was around I think where you could look up like what do people think about this and I read a lot of books that way and I got that same sense of like oh there's so much I can read here when I was walking around recently. And the nice thing is you don't have to apply the same amount of scrutiny to a book before you read it when it's at the library because it's free. So I will definitely be making lots of summer trips there this year. I can't wait to find so many great books that way. 
Before I go, I will leave you with some music. Every now and then, a really nice lo-fi playlist is just what I need. I find sometimes it helps me to focus or it's a nice neutral without having to be super emotional. I think that's why a lot of people like it. And I'm going to link a YouTube channel um, by a girl named Audrey Storm. She makes lots of different kinds of videos, but she'll also make playlists of certain lo-fi tracks based on like a mood and she'll link them all and give them credit and i really like the mixes that she comes up with so i'll link that channel i find it's really nice when you're cleaning or cooking or just like a little bit going on in the background that isn't melancholy but isn't super energetic for days when you just need a little bit of chill so i'll link that and i hope you enjoy friends We've got lots of fun summertime episodes coming up, so get ready, prep your mind and your space, <laughs> and I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Life on the Brink. If you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to leave a star rating or even better, leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. For podcast show notes and extra inspirational posts throughout the week, head to the blog at lifeonthebrink.live. And if you'd like a little extra dose of inspiration in your life, sign up for the monthly newsletter, which lights up your inbox the first Friday of each month. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friends, you have a lovely week. Bye.